Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast, putting STEM into every classroom every day. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods, and we're looking for ways to help you add STEM to your everyday life, your everyday classroom, to the kids that you have at home, to the kids that you have in your school. What ways that could you add some more science, technology, engineering, and math into their lives, inspire them? With me today from Level Up Village, uh, the co-founders, Amy McCooey and Nisha Rahim. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for well, thank you, uh, yeah, both thank of you, you for, yeah, thank you both of you for uh, for joining me. So first, let me introduce each of you. Amy McCooey, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and and kind of how you came to to the point of of Level Up Village? Great, how the company got its start. Nisha and I um, met on the playground and were both very interested in STEM and bringing more STEM into the school system. And, you know, we're observant of how excited our children were when they were doing this kind of applicable hands-on learning, even from an early age, and also, you know, their friends as well. And we were on the PTA of our school doing afters, and we thought STEM is such an easy, easy answer for after-school programs. And that's how we got started. Wow. Awesome. So, so Amy, you met Nisha on, on the playground. Nisha, tell, tell us a little bit about how, yeah. how you came to Level Up Village. Okay. So, um, so, like Amy said, we met, our kids are all at the same um, elementary school together. And, you know, I was um, in the nonprofit space working with uh, NGOs around the world, um, doing a lot of peace and conflict resolution work, and then a lot of just education work with um, kids around the world. And for me, it was this, it, this, there was a moment of connection between Amy and I around the kids should all start getting to know each other, right, around the world globally. And we have the technology in place already, whether it's the smart boards in the classroom or Skype catching up with us, um, to make things like that happen. And then the other piece in why we would want something like that is, of course, to give kids all over perspective. And whether that's our kids getting perspective around what other kids live like or giving kids in low-income countries and a sense of what kids in the U.S. are like and just give them that opportunity to get to know each other. And then, like Amy said, it was STEM, right? So we're both very interested in STEM because it is this really great natural way to keep kids curious and engaged, mm -hmm. and that was really important to us. Yeah, I would also add that one of the key components of STEM is that it is a universal language. Science and math, you know, are universally understood and, you know, for centuries, different nationalities have been working together on science and math. And it just seemed natural to us that now in this age of technology that's moving faster and faster, we would be able to connect people at a much younger age to begin working on issues and projects together. Yeah. And that seems to be the, the model that you guys have, have created for Level Up Village. It's a K through nine program, right? And it could be done during school, after school, in the summer. What would a typical project or, or kind of thing uh, look like 
through Level Up Village? So we have a couple of different project areas, and um, the reason why I think our classes work so well in all of these different venues, whether it's after school or during the school day, is because it really is meeting the needs of educators to bring global collaboration um, and design thinking into their classrooms, and it's very easy to do that in the after-school space, and it fits very naturally in the during-school space. Also, during the school day, uh, it allows for a lot of very rich cross-curricular learning opportunities. So our inventors class, just to kind of give you an example, Mm -hmm. um, kids in the U.S. are matched one-to-one with students in low-income countries. Um, They both groups get the same curriculum that we have developed and that we have taught teachers on both sides to deliver to their kids. In that class, they're learning about 3D printing and the engineering design cycle. The kids in the U.S. are hearing from their partner students about what it's like to live without steady access to electricity and really what that means from the kid viewpoint. And then they use what they've learned around 3D printing and the engineering design cycle to prototype solar lights in collaboration with one another. And so you can see already there that there's a lot of project-based learning. There's design thinking in there. Of course, engineering. There's a lot of work that you know schools could put in around circuits. But the other piece that can come to the table and does in a lot of places is the social studies piece. So, or a language. So you know you could. And um, just for example, some schools have done this already. Um, Chapin has done this with. Um, their Spanish teacher and their science teachers working together, Spanish teacher working to do the video letter exchanges with a Spanish-speaking group so that they have that experience and Mm -hmm. learning opportunity and the science teacher delivering the science piece. Wow. Yep. Right. And so in a similar vein, in the I Am Malala, our global conversations class, students are actually using the iterative design process with ideas. So in this class, a student in the U.S. and a student in a conflict zone, it's usually um, a student in the U.S. and a, a student in Pakistan will read the book, I Am Malala, together. And then they will communicate over a five-week period through video letters that they send back to back and forth to each other about certain ideas. They'll They'll speak about um, their feelings on education and their feelings on leadership. And if they had a magic pencil, what would they write into every every human being's brain? And throughout, they're working on an expository writing project together. And for us, it's really important that these students begin to have these kinds of conversations because Mm -hmm. of the global economy and the world that we're living in now and the world they will be living in in 20 years. As soon as we can begin these kinds of sharing of ideas and respecting each other's opinions as well as questioning it, it's the kind of scaffolding you know, that, that these kids need today. We need to bring this kind of scaffolding into the schools that allow children to understand what global citizenship really means and, and how to work with that um, throughout their lives. And I, and I think just listening to a lot of the things that, that both of uh, you, Amy and Nisha, have said, these are skills we want our kids to have. We want them to be global thinkers. We want them to be STEM-focused. We want them uh, to have all these uh, skills, and are we actually providing it? Are we, or are we just giving the kids worksheets of the same old things? And, and this is where Level Up Village is, is a great opportunity that, that really any school should look into. Yeah, you know, I agree in that definitely 
what you're seeing in the classrooms and why we have teachers actually coming back to us and saying, okay, I want to bring this into the school day is because the students are so thirsty almost for this kind of communication. They're ready for it. It's, it's their expectation at this point. So they come in waiting for that video letter. What did my partner say? You know, what did they add to the discussion? And it's, it's a way of professional development for the teacher too, because it helps easily kind of globalize their classroom for them. It's a tool that they can use to globalize their classroom and help train them how to bring that sort of globalization and the global citizen into the classroom. Um, in our after school space, when schools decide to bring us in as an after school program, we actually pay the teacher to teach the course. So it does become a really nice, what teachers say to us is, yeah, we are hearing this. We have to bring all of these things into the classroom. Um, but we have a lot of other responsibilities and we have a lot of other things to bring into the classroom as well. It's pretty tough to just pick up something like 3D printing or even coding or anything else that you're hearing about and bring it in. Mm -hmm. um, so we provide all of the training to teachers. It's all online. It's all self-paced. In the after-school space, it's, remember, it's a group of kids that are self-selecting to be there. It's usually a group of 10 kids, so small groups. And we pay the teacher to teach the class and then give them the support between class, which is um, what teachers say to us is it's the best kind of professional development opportunity to really do this in a safe space, in a supported space. Right. It also allows a school district or a school to roll it out to every single one of their students. Mm -hmm. That's what we spent the last year working on, is creating the kind of learning modules and building the kind of technology platform, curating the global partners that we have so that it's sort of a, you know, out-of-the-box product that you can roll out to you know, every student at your school. Right. So maybe, so maybe it starts as an after-school program, uh, and then that can be can be brought in uh, in the future, especially as the kids start clamoring for it. It sounds like. Well, yeah, that's actually what um, we were discussing with a Spanish teacher of a large public school. What she wants to do we, is combine again, like Nisha said, two classes into her school day where the students um, have our Glo Global Language Lab class where they're speaking with a Spanish student in Nicaragua or Honduras or one of our global partners. But at the same time, they're actually learning web design and building a website together. And that actually helps them communicate and that's so such an important part of this whole project is that they're working on something together as they're learning yeah I, I was gonna say uh, just listening every time that I spend time uh, helping somebody a friend maybe work on a on a project at their house or something I find that those opportunities when I'm working on something with them together that's almost when I really get to know them uh, yeah. almost that same thing probably happening with with the kids is does, does it seem like uh, that, that that getting to know somebody in the world, that, that other, other country pen pal, uh, does that seem like the best part for those kids? You know, I think it's, it is definitely both, but I think that they really love the global component, yes. So, you know, I, I think for them it's, it's so interesting for them to learn how to, that they, first of all, that it comes very naturally to them, um, but how to work with kids who come from such different backgrounds than they do. And then to see, oh, it does work. Oh, I can do this. It's <laughs> such an empowering thing. And they, they flow very easily once they get going. They flow very easily between what kind of sports do you like and connect on soccer to what kind of music do you like to what books do you read. Yeah, that's uh, a big one, the favorite books, because then they end up coming home and saying, I want to get that book. I want to <laughs> read what my 
customers in general, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah. And that's, you know, what we try and do is we try and keep this, and I think what, this, what we've become very good at doing is we make it easy for those relationships to start to happen in the classroom, whether it's the fact that we manage all of our relationships with global partners so that schools are getting trained, vetted global partnerships from us, or um, honestly, the platform itself. So, you know, the, the platform makes it very easy for these letters to be recorded back and forth, and it's not such a pain um, to do it in a way that you would have to otherwise, right? Whether it's Skype calls, which sometimes work, sometimes don't, hmm. or or um, just using email to send videos back and forth. Just imagine with so many kids in the classroom how hard that would be. So, and then also we prompt, their kids are prompted with questions. So we really do provide the scaffolding that keeps them on topic in terms of the curriculum, but also it's yeah. open enough for them to have their random conversations on the side too. Yeah, good. Hey, so it sounds like there's so many great benefits of it. Um, any, any teacher, any parent listening has got to be saying, you know, this, this would be perfect for, for my kid, for my classroom. How to start? How, do, how would you go about, being, obviously contact you, go to levelupvillage.com, um, but, but what would it look like to get a program started? So absolutely, um, you can go right into our website and fill out a contact request. We would um, email you back and set up timing. It literally takes us about two to three weeks to set up a class at your school and or at you know your organization. And we would discuss with you which one of our twelve different classes as you, that you can see on the website that you'd like to offer, either as an after school or in school, because we have both after school classes and in school classes. And most of our after school classes can actually be run as well as an in-school class. And then um, we figure out which one you want to do and the timing of when you want to start, and um, we find a global partner, and away we go. Wow. And I assume, I mean, at least some sort of cost involved with this, but for what you're doing, what, what these kids get to do, it's, it's, a, it's a small cost to look at what the kids are really gaining from this. Yeah, so that's where our take a class, give a class model plays in. So what happens is the U.S. student, or um, we also have programs right now in um, London as well as in Australia, the student there will pay to take the class, um, or the school will pay for the class, and a portion of that payment actually goes to fund the materials and the teaching of the class in the developing country. So that student has access to all of these classes because the student in the U.S. is paying to take the course. So that's a big part of the portion. And it's pretty fascinating. I was speaking to a woman the other day who taught one of our classes in Honduras, and she was saying it was amazing watching these kids. And, and this was like, a, you know, a center, um, an after-school support center, mm -hmm. watching these kids literally learn how to code yeah. through Scratch and so excited about it because they were doing this program with a U.S. school. It's also a really nice way to teach the kids about how we think philanthropy works really well, which is that there's a symbiotic relationship between the, the person who is the donor and the person who is the recipient. So to see both sides get so much out of that whole process has also been really important for us. Um, you know, the kids feel really good about it in the U.S., yes, but they get so much out of the relationship. And, of course, the kids globally, again, they get an up. Uh, an incredible amount out of the, the courses as well. And then also out of being in, you know, in touch with and communicating with their partners in the U S and for that kid, I mean, in, in some other part of the world, 
think about they could end up growing up to become somebody that were it not for that kid signing up for that class, maybe would have never happened. You know, I have to, so I have to tell this story then. Um, Go for it. We work with a school in India that is a night school um, because the kids who go, who go to school there are actually working during the day. A large portion of them are working to make shoes with their parents. And so they go to school at night. Now, these kids haven't really had any exposure to computers. They took um, a class that was teaching, again, the, the principles of coding, and they were building um, very simple web-based um, web pages or web apps together. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids, um, and it was a really small group of kids, 10 kids, but one of the kids said, I didn't even know what this what that I could do this. They ended up building an app on famous Indian scientists. Um, they learned how to Google for the first time and do research for the first time. And I think he was really struck by how quickly he learned it and how fun it was. And the um, the school then it's, it, they have a really incredible story. They've actually now built a whole bus that has all of the technology in it, and they now drive to all of their other. Um, night schools so that they can deliver our programs. But that kid, I think, was pivotal in the whole thing because he said, I want to be an engineer now. I want to be a software engineer. I want to do that. And he wow. never had that vocabulary even before. And that chance for a, a kid to, for us to be able to do something great with our own kids, and then the chance to do something great for a kid around the world. Uh, it's it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. And, and I just want to add onto that. It's just so important to us as parents that that every student that takes one of our classes, I don't care if you're sitting in the U.S. or you're sitting in Uganda, but we really want to make sure these kids are walking out the door with something, that they are developing new skills. As you know, a mother of three daughters, I can't tell you how many years of ballet I've paid for and nobody <laughs> knows first position, you know? <laughs> I mean, not even a clue. And so, like... Every single one of our classes, we put a lot of thought into and make sure that they're coming out the door, gaining new insight and new information. Awesome. Awesome. Levelupvillage.com. Definitely check it out. Amy McCooey and Nisha Rahim. Uh, it's been awesome talking to you guys. I'm so excited to see uh, see you guys' growth in the next years. I think I think you guys' program has the potential to to help kids all over the world. And I mean, and think about 20 years from now, there could be stories of kids saying, yeah, here I am, the, the founder of whatever company of the future. And I got my start because of Level Up Village. How cool. Well, tell you what, we have a doctor's uh, class called Global Doctors. And I think about that almost every night. I hope one of these kids, you know, will be my doctor in 20 years. <laughs> Great. That's not lost on me. Great. Great. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think STEM and STEAM are going to go the way of uh, of all the buzzwords of of education. I. I think. Uh, I think those things are are the right things for a lot of us as teachers, as parents, to focus on. Give the kids the the skills, the talents they need, and then to combine it with a global collaboration. Um, what a what a great program. Uh, Level up village. Thank you, Amy and Nisha. Any any last thoughts or? us you know I think for us it's really important to be a real part of making the education revolution move forward we're in more than 100 schools now in the U.S. and growing and we have partners all over the world just waiting to continue to work with us so 
if you want to work with us, we would be happy to do it. And thank you so much for giving us this platform. Yeah. Yep. I just would uh, love to add, thank you so much, Chris, um, one for being a teacher and also for putting us in front of so many teachers. I come from a family of teachers and um, mm-hmm. we just really understand that that's the most important part of the classroom. And we would love to hear from anyone. We have a teacher's lounge Facebook page. We would love to hear from anyone, any teacher out there who has ideas that can help us make this product better and spread the love yeah awesome awesome i i wish you guys all the best because it's uh it's a great program uh definitely check it out levelupvillage.com uh thank you again to amy mccuey and nisha rahim and as always this is the stem everyday podcast i'm your host chris woods and listen to all the great podcasts on remarkablechatter.com and we'll be looking to talk to you again next time You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.